Bid Clips presents Today in Trades, all things sales, technology, and success for entrepreneurs in the home and business service industry. I'm your host, Jim Evans. Welcome to Today in Trades. This is Jim, my co-host, Mickey Cords, coming from you live. Um, we have some great guests on today. Um, Mickey, how's your week? How are things going? Um, good. Much better than last week. I'm getting more used to um, homeschooling, so I'm not as like angry and bitter about it as I was last week. Tackling, um, tackling that common core math? Yeah, no. They're, they're learning how to do it the correct way. Um, but yeah, it, it hasn't been bad. Easter was really good. My oldest son um, had his birthday on Easter this year. He turned 17. That was really exciting, except um, everything was closed because of the because of the virus and also because it was Easter, like not even grocery stores were open. So and it was snowing outside. So we couldn't do anything. So that kind of sucked for him a little bit. But other than that, it was really good. Good. How's your week? Oh, fantastic. Uh, yesterday I was out in the sunshine practicing my pickleball skills alone and then woke up to snow this morning. So yep. it's just crazy moody in a weird world right now with the pandemic. Um, but on the good news, I was really excited because I was pulling up some of my old invoices. And I think that next month is our 10 year anniversary, not just as service station, which was this month. Um, next month's our 10 year anniversary with Glass Doctor of Atlanta as our clients. Um, and so it was kind of fortuitous that today's guests are actually David and Megan Nash, who have been purchasing and purchased the Glass Doctor Atlanta from Jim Bernstein, who used to be my client back then. And so we're just really excited to bring them on today. So I'm gonna let you uh, take that away, Mickey. And But before we begin, I do wanna thank BidClips for making this possible. Go to bigclips.com if you want to see the podcast, read about our blogs, and experience a interactive bid tool that can change your business. So there's a little shout out to our one sponsor, and uh, now we're going to take it over to David and Megan. So Mickey, I'll let you kind of introduce them and get things started. Hello, Megan and David. How are you guys? Good. Doing great. Good. Thanks for coming on the show today. Um, so you guys are obviously a married couple. Um, so I kind of want to talk about that a little bit about how it is working with your spouse. I don't know how great it would be if I was working with my spouse. I mean, I love him to death, but all day, every day, I think I'd want to kill him by the end. of. I'm excited to see if this podcast turns into a big fight or if it's a super big (laughs) success. So, you know, we we knew when we started this episode for our listeners, we decided, you know, we have so many husband and wife combinations out there that run stores and it's now more stressful than ever working from home. And we're like, this is, this is one of the couples in our, in our client base that I was just like, we've got to talk to David and Megan. So yeah. Yeah. When Jim asked me, uh, if you have, do you have any, uh, like people that you think would be good to interview and you guys were my, were my top pick. I was like, I want to do one and see all about how it is to work with your spouse and how they don't kill each other. <laughs> so David and Megan are dialing in from Atlanta. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, obviously they're coming in by Zoom, kind of the new way we do life. Hopefully we don't get Zoomed bombed and you know things drawn all over our faces. So let's just, uh, we'll kind of take it away. So uh, first, how how did you guys meet Megan and David? How did you get here? Let's just start with like your guys' story first. 
You take this one. Do you remember how he met them? <laughs> you can have this one. I, I bet he doesn't remember. How did I we remember. meet? We, I had a, uh, a house party. My uh, parents went to England for um, a month, um, and a buddy of mine um, showed up with um, several other folks, and uh, Megan was one of the people that uh, that came. So that's how we that's how so we met. That's like the nice way he tells people. Normally, he tells people that I dented the hood of his truck. Oh yeah, she sat on the hood of my truck and put a dent in it, along with two other people. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't very happy about. That's typically but, how I tell people we met. Yeah, that's how we met. <laughs> it's a good way well, to get somebody. It's a great way to get somebody's number. You, yeah, you get their insurance yeah. card information and their yeah. phone number. And I still don't remember doing that to this day, but he says that I did. <laughs> so how long? How long ago was that? How long have you guys been together? How long have you have? How long have you been together? And then how long have you been married? Four, Fourteen years together and twelve married is that right yeah pretty close yeah no it'll be 13 years this december yeah it's a long time a long time yeah Yeah. um so tell me um did one of you guys own the company um before you guys got married or did you guys decide as a married couple to go into business together after you were already married? So um, when we got together, I was in the glass business, but not in Glass Doctor. I actually worked um, with my father um, in, a, in a competitor. We were competitors of, of Glass Doctor um, back then. Um, and that was about the same time the market went down. Um, and we had in 08. We had to uh, make a decision, and um, it was much easier for me to go get a job than my father. Um, so I came to work at uh, the Glass Doctor of Atlanta, and, uh, and I never left. Mm-hmm. He didn't just come to work there. Let's let's talk a little bit about it because he's he's being shy. <laughs> um, I met him about that same time, a couple of years later, maybe 2010, about the time service station guy got underway. He was a technician and. Um, and he actually won an award. It was the National like Technician of the Year in Glass Doctor. Um, man, David could put in shower doors like crazy. He was a great technician, great with customer service. So that's how I remember meeting him. So don't let his humility fool you. Um, in fact, he won a giant check. He won a giant check at a conference. I remember being like, I never get a big check. And do you still, do you still have that check, David? Where, where is that check and why is it not behind you? I think Shirley has it. Um, she, she promised she would mail it to me and then it never arrived. Yeah. It's, it's lost. It's probably in her basement hanging on the wall. I might have to go call Shirley and see if I can negotiate that check into my possession. So I think it's the same check they use every, for every time. (laughs) Just wipe it off, rewrite the name. (laughs) They just white it out. (laughs) Nothing makes you feel more valuable than having your name written over the last technician's name. Um, and so, yeah, so David, you know, David was a lot like, you know, a lot like Bid Clips, a lot like this podcast, you know, he, 
he, he built his business by being in the business. And that's why it's so powerful. Um, even on this podcast for us to just interview the people who have been, we've been in the field, we know what this is like. And so David, talk about that, your rise from going from your father's business, you're stepping over to a competitor. I think we can all identify with that. Those of us old enough to, to remember, um, how'd that feel? What was that like? Um, it was it was tough leaving the the family glass business for sure. I mean, um, I mean, my dad taught me everything I knew up till that point. Um, but I think um, you know, in the long run, it worked out um, good. Um, now, the the one thing that I I like or that worked out really well is that I've done every position in this business. Um, you know, from technician to answering phones as an ISR to um, even a little bit of outside sales, which I hate, but I've done it. So, um, and now, you know, I was the manager for a couple of years before we actually bought in. And then now as, as the owner, it's, um, it's good to be able to do everything you ask your team to do. Um, mm-hmm. I think that makes a huge difference in, in any business. Yeah, right. I, I once yeah. heard a great a great quote that said, "You never want to ask somebody to do something you're not willing or to mm-hmm. do yourself." And uh, you know that really does embody the way that you run your team from from what we have seen and the way you handle us too as a mm-hmm. as a provider. That's so, fantastic. So, David, is what about now? Is your dad um, is he still in the business, or did he move over from the competitor to the glass doctor? No, so he's currently retired. Um, uh, he retired last year, but uh, shortly after I left, um, he transitioned into a manufacturer um, instead of an installation company. So we actually started using him as one of our um, suppliers. Oh, so that's fantastic. He actually benefited too. Yeah, so. that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and I, think we're gonna, I think we're going to see some of that collaboration after all of this passes too. So that's really cool to see how you were able to bridge both of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, Megan, what did you do before um, you guys bought the Glass Doctor? And when you guys when you guys bought it, did you immediately start working there, or were you still doing other stuff? So before, while David was a tech at Glass Doctor, I was doing marketing. Um, and then when I got pregnant with our second child, we decided that it was best for me to stay home. And so um, I was doing marketing from home for a little bit, and then I, I stopped altogether. Um, and marketing for the Glass Doctor? No, um, marketing for a different company. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so when we decided to start buying the company, um, we kind of just talked about things that I could do to, you know, help out, and marketing was one of them. And so I think I joined in 2016. I think, yeah. yeah, I think 2016 was when I actually started um, doing things for the company. And I started out doing marketing, um, and then I kind of slowly added on tasks. I do the payroll, and um, when we started working with BidClip, I kind of took that on, and I still mm-hmm. pretty much oversee that for the most part, um, and odds and ends. Kind of just like husband and wife type things. David will text me and say, you know, he needs help doing this, and I'll just he knows that I'll be able to do it fast for him because I do, uh, I typically work from home. So. That probably makes um, the, the working together uh, a little bit easier that you're not in the office 
together all day long. I'm sure that probably helps a little bit. Yeah, well, well, yeah, that's what I was going to say when, um, when people ask how we do work together, that's how we work. That's how it works. Um, we pretty much, I think yeah. we social distance all week except for Tuesday, <laughs> but that helps us because I, I'm at home and he's in the office, but we can call each other anytime and such, but, um, it's nice. It's nice because then when we get home, we're, you know, we're done with work and it's just right. And such. That's really a cool concept. I haven't thought about that as like a silver linings, even with this situation, being able to kind of use the, you know, the new world we're in of social distancing to save your marriage in the middle of work, work, working together. So um, have there ever been been hesitations? How about you from from you, David? I mean, you know, um, I've never worked with my wife. She's way smarter than me. So she's at a hospital, but um, I'd imagine if she called me tomorrow and said, I'm going to work with you. There's all sorts of feelings that go through hesitations. Um, talk about that. How do you feel about making kind of stepping into this role? Yep. It's a, in the beginning of, of when you when you started working there, at least. Right. Probably mm-hmm. not anymore, but in the beginning, was there any hesitation? It's definitely scary because, you know, you don't want the business to ruin the marriage or the marriage to ruin the business. You have mm-hmm. it, It's a juggling act between the two, and you've got to, um, you know, of course, Sometimes we want to strangle each other, whether it be because of business or because of work. But uh, yeah. at the end of the day, we've got to do both. Um, so you can't let the argument at home affect yeah. what you're doing at work and vice versa. Um, you kind of have to, like, know when to turn it off. But uh, like I said, like, when we are both home, that's when we have family time. But um, just like you guys, I'm sure, David is a workaholic. And so... He'll, you know, I mean, we're literally laying in bed with our laptops and we're, he's, you know, looking through the schedule or I'm looking through emails and, but it's, you just have to kind of know when to switch gears and turn it off if we're, if there is an argument or something is bothering us, work related or home, just, just know when to kind of. I think that even if, even if Megan wasn't working in the, in the business, Mm -hmm. from what I've seen, we all know about. I'd say 70% of our customers are, are women. Okay. So it's very difficult for me to get into the mindset of what does the homeowner, the stay at home mom expect and how do we make her happy? Right. That's our goal is to make the, the wife happy. Um, so <laughs> it's a lot. You you know, it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying necessarily for me to make my wife happy, but we're it. trying to sell to the customer, which is somebody's wife. And, you know, Megan has a, uh, a lot better grasp on how to make that happen um, than I do. It's hard for me to get in that role, and she can, she can definitely do that. It's really a powerful statement because um, so many of our clients oftentimes are just male-dominated, um, you know, a guy, a guy in a truck or male-dominated group. And when I tell them that our demographic in the trades business is, you know, late 30s female, um, it just, they almost argue like it's not true um, because we're always just thinking about our few contractors we service or et cetera. And, but if you step back, those are the, and those are the people that pay us, um, you know, to take care of them that actually call again and again. Cause once you earn that trust, they, it's less about price. It's more about how well you're going to take care of them. And so David, you just hit on a really key point. And so for those of you listening that don't have the, you know, maybe you're not married or you don't have a female influence, you know, reach out to a marketing firm, reach out to a friend, you know, and find someone from a female perspective to help you with the way you present your bids, the way you're, 
your guys dress, they wash their clothes, things that are important. And so that was a really powerful, I think, uh, silver linings. If you missed that, I just wanted you to hear that. That's the, it doesn't mean you have to run out and get married or dent somebody's truck to go get married. But uh, you definitely need to, to take into consideration that it's, you know, your perspective is not always correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell us about the kids. How do they handle... Now, I grew up in a family where my mom and dad worked in the business. How do your kids handle this? Well, I mean, our youngest doesn't really understand what's going on. Um, but my daughter, um, it's kind of just all she knows, you know. I mean, she's she's yeah. running down the hallway saying, are you guys done working yet, you know, during the evenings or trying to show us something? And typically we're like, hold on, you know, we're doing something with work. But it's it's just the norm for her so it doesn't it doesn't it's not really weird to her that both of her parents um are at the same company your kids have crazy schedules right i mean i've seen i follow megan on um instagram and uh i've seen some of your daughter's cheerleading stuff i mean you guys are you guys are busy parents like your kids are involved in a lot so how does how do you balance that as well with, I mean, owning a company and do, does one of you take, I mean, Megan, do you take on more of the kids schedule and, and David do you take more of the work schedule or? Yeah. So because I'm able to work from home, mm-hmm. David's in the office during the week, Monday through Friday. So, um, before all of the, uh, you know, school and, and sports and, and life has shut down. Um, I am the, the, the person that takes them everywhere and car riders and such. Um, right now, though, it's, it's so crazy because for the past four weeks, you know, like I literally have gone from, um, you know, our typical mom duties of everything we do, cook, clean, taxi, or whatever. But now I have had to learn to be uh, my son's like physical speech and occupational therapist because he mm-hmm. does it virtual all week. And now I'm our daughter's cheer coach. He's her coach too. We're literally in the backyard having to talk. She does virtual practice. And so like, it's so crazy because we're out. I'm, I'm at home, but like it's, double what I was doing with all of this and so it's been so crazy I almost prefer being in my car all day like I normally am well let's uh, right. let's talk let's talk about let's talk about little Asher for a minute um well first of all if you're not following the last doctor of Atlanta on, on social media follow it they are I don't care if you're a competitor or another glass doctor or just a person it's fantastic they have blended their family well into the, the business to instead of hiding um, things with each other they they just they showcase their kids at the work they showcase each other they showcase co-workers well one of my favorite pictures of all time till this day is Asher their little son sitting in front of the glass doctor um, counter and it just embodies just their family their willingness to bring their kids into what they're doing and and I think that's gonna be powerful for him as he grows up for Adam and, and let's talk about Asher because he's kind of a celebrity. I wouldn't say kind of, he is a celebrity. And, uh, and I want to, you know, I want to make sure we touch on that because that's a really cool part of this story. So talk about so, Asher, Megan. Uh, that's, that's very easy for us to do. So <laughs> Asher is a second child. Um, he's almost five. Uh, he'll be five in July. Um, and what we say he's a celebrity in Georgia, um, he, he is well known around the world, but mainly in Georgia because um, a few years ago, 
we were actually trying to submit Asher to different modeling agencies, and one of them responded back to his pictures that I submitted and said that they weren't going to submit him on to um, the casting because it didn't specify they were looking for a child with special needs. And if you do not know our son, um, Asher has Down syndrome. And um, so I was really, really mad. And, and David, you know, he was like, you know what, whatever, forget it. It's not that big of a deal, but to me, it was a huge deal. And so I took it to social media with the posts and the pictures. And overnight, um, it has hundreds and thousands of views and shares and, and likes. And to the point of the next day, we had a call from that clothing company. Their CEO invited us in. They were um, housed in downtown Atlanta. And I think like a week later, we met with them. And we, we got to sit down with the CEO and have a real conversation about why it was important, why um, what happened shouldn't be happening in the world. And, and he really understood my point of view and, and how people with disabilities are not used in advertisements as much as they should. And um, I think three weeks later, uh, Asher ended up in their, um, in their winter um, ad. And so he's the first person with a disability to ever appear in an Oshkosh clothing ad. And um, if you don't know the Oshkosh or Carter's brand, they have been a clothing brand for over 120 years, and that was the first time ever that they had used somebody like Asher. So it was, it was pretty powerful. Wow. It's, it's powerful to say because his story pops up all the time on social media where I'm tagged by different people constantly still. Wow. And if any of you are listening from the Atlanta area, I mean, if you have a chance to, to meet him, he's just the cutest little boy. He's just so awesome. And, and Addison's a great big sister. And just, you can see their family stuff. And I encourage you to follow it because when I met Megan and David, they really um, changed the way I see, um, you know, my aunt was a special needs director in the state of Montana. So I've always grown up um, just being part of that, the department and, and loving it, but it changed the way I, I viewed it from a business family, because sometimes we can, if we have struggles, whether it's PTSD from the military, for a lot of veterans listening that are maybe on the, on the, uh, you know, the, the ledge of, I want to start my business, right? Or it's, you have a, you know, like, I love how Megan said, different ability child, right? Or you have, um, a, maybe you, you've been paralyzed or something. It, it, I love how they rose above the challenges, embraced it as a family and have used it to, to share their story and they do it very humbly and, and lovingly. So um, go follow, go give them that. Uh, um, you'll, you'll just, you'll enjoy it. The whole family will enjoy it. And when we say their kids are cute, like they are so cute. I love watching your Instagram stories and Asher, what, tell us what his Instagram handle is because um, everybody should go follow it and look through it. And Megan's always posting stories on it and it's just adorable. I really, really enjoy it. I mean, it just like brightens my day to just see you guys as a family and especially your daughter and him interacting together. It is so cute. I mean, my boys love each other a ton, but I don't know if it's just that they're all boys, but they mostly fight with each other and are just like screaming at each other all the time. And your daughter just seems like she's just like loving on him all the time. And I don't get that at my house with my boys. <laughs> yeah, listen, they have the moment. I'm sure. Sometimes we, but honestly, a lot of times we have to tell her to just stop like picking them up and, you know, playing with them. Because sometimes he just wants to be left alone and she's constantly wanting to pick them up. So what is the Instagram handle and where can people find uh, your story? 
So Asher's is it's D O W N underscore and it's R I G H P P E R F. So down underscore right perf. Downright perf. And there's nothing says it better. And uh and for those of you listening um that want to contribute or get involved um in the whole movement of of bringing awareness to to the diversity of our society, whether no matter what that is, um, you know, reach out to Megan, reach out to areas. They have Buddy Walk. They have all sorts of really cool stuff you can get involved in. So, um, good. I just want to make sure we brought that up because it really um, it, it showcases Asher and Addison, but also showcases you guys. It showcases your just it, that background story really helps. I think me and for us listeners that are running these businesses, if we think we're too busy, you know, um, it's nice to think about you guys. And I often am like, yeah, I can I can handle this. So, great. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just think that's such a such a cute, um, just a great, not cute story, but I mean, just powerful story about about the um, Carter's brand. And, and I've seen the pictures and I just think that that's so wonderful that you're, you guys are such great advocates for your kids. And um, I just love it so much. Um, so uh, working though together and and being home together I I, think I I thought I heard you say that the kids sometimes are like are you done working so you guys do bring work home with both of you sometimes and and like after hours you're still you're still working it's not like five o'clock you're clocked out and then you go home like it kind of leads into your everyday you know yeah. home life in, in a perfect in a perfect world I think people like to think that that they're done or they say like five o'clock done it's family time but i mean it doesn't end up you're, right, I mean, your right. phone I mean, rings phone, all the time my phone is on all the time if if the um if an emergency call comes in that doesn't get handled um by chris our our sales outside sales guy it forwards to my phone so it is always um the chance that mm -hmm. we could have to work and i'm connected mm -hmm. to our bid clip yeah shot, like so i get all calls on that i mean it's not, it doesn't phase our kids. It doesn't, you know, worry them. They don't get upset. It's just typically it, it's more or so our daughter is trying to show us something, you know, like a trick or, or whatever. Right. And right. we'll have a phone call and yeah, so she'll just nag us about being on the phone. But um, right. I don't think it affects our home life working from home. Um, it's usually pretty quick, yeah. brief, um, you know, just jump on to check the email or um, answer the, the call and, you know, book an emergency board up or something like that. But um, for the most part, we're, we would, I would consider that, that we, as soon as I get home, I'm, I'm done. And then mm -hmm. just kind of minor stuff that, that happens. Showing your kids though, like such good work ethic. I mean, that's going to bleed into their lives as adults. So that's great. Yeah, many, I, would, um, I was just going to, I was just going to talk to that real quick. Uh, you know, yeah. I think a lot of times we're always trying to find this balance and it becomes this never ending, um, you know, chasing a squirrel that you're never going to catch. And I, I often tell people for my life and I grew up in a family that we were entre entrepreneurial parents. Um, it's not about balance, never going to be because it's a passion. If you're an entrepreneur or you own a service shop, service means 24 seven, you are always mm -hmm. open like a family farm, a ranch. And so instead of fighting it, embrace it and, what we talk about and, and at our, in our family is intentionality. Are you available to be intentional when the people need you? And so um, I've seen that with David and Megan, you know, if, 
if Addison calls and she needs him, like he can focus, look her in the eyes, make it intentional. And that speaks louder than the time or the balance because there's nothing worse than being off work, but behind your eyes, you're just thinking about work. So I think for those of you listening that want to kind of get a takeaway, I think you just heard from these two, you know, don't worry so much about it embrace it all together and keep them all going. Cause if, you know, if you're not able to do that, you know, you might not be able to be an entrepreneur. Not everybody can just do that. And some of it, it just lands on our laps and some of it we have to earn and, and, and learn, but intentionality is kind of the key. So even if you're not a business owner, you're a technician or you're a salesperson, dive into this as a passion and then just be intentional with your spouse, intentional with your boss, intentional with the people, customers, and you'll find that it's a lot less exhausting. Yeah. So I, I have a question to kind of switch gears a little bit. Um, so since David, you'd been working at Glass Doctor for a while, and then you guys decided, decided to um, purchase the company and, and um, Megan, you kind of came in a little bit later. So I'm assuming like your employees already knew David as well. So when you came in, did the, um, did that change the dynamic of you know, your, your employees? Did they have a problem with it at all? Or was it an easy adjustment for them to make? I don't think so. I think they mm -hmm. prefer to deal with Megan um, <laughs> at this point. Um, so uh, she's, she's uh, generally, um, I guess, yeah, she's always smiling. I'm, I'm uh, good cop, bad cop. Yeah, so <laughs> it, it works well. Um, I mean, I, I try to be positive, but, but, you know, work happens and things happen, especially in the morning. No, he everything, is, he is positive. Goes, uh, I think it's more so I'm not here all the time. Um, yeah. And it is, you know, I think the glass industry is, I mean, it is a very male dominant industry. Typically. I mean, we don't um, have a lot of women that work for us and that the women that do want, one is remote. So she's never here. And then I'm pretty much remote. Um, we have one that works up front, one of our ISRs, who's, we kind of, she's kind of like the mama here. Um, she cooks and such. But so when I do come in, I think, um, I think it's just a nice change, uh, mm -hmm. just because we are very different with our personalities and, and how we approach. So if, if I have a question or need something from one of the guys, if they did something or I want to ask them, you know, I'm just like, hey, how's it going? Where David is not like that when when we approach people so when i've had the ability and i've had the ability to watch them in person um, at their store i think you guys do a good job of bringing a family environment i, I do i think that um and you got to have the a, a dad who's going to ask you to show up when you show up or you know or discipline when needed and you got to have the care too and it's so you know we don't have to have this business work break all the time the key is to be full business when you need to and, and full family when you need to. And that's that intentionality as well. So I think you guys do a good job of that. And I, I think that's good for our, our listeners to hear. Um, in the same vein, I, I want to, I've got a few kind of business level for our entrepreneurs listening. Um, you guys are obviously front runners in this space. You run a great business. You're, you're building it. You're growing even through these tough times. What's driving you to transform your business right now? Right now, we wouldn't be anywhere near as successful as we are, especially after this, um, the coronavirus, um, um, without the ability to quote um, before we roll a truck. Um, I mean, we, I consider um, that we jumped on the, um, the, the Bid Clips platform um, just in the nick of time. 
because some people now that are um, wishing they had that ability. Um, I mean, we are we are about 30% down um, with the coronavirus, but all things considered, I think that that's pretty pretty good. Um, you know, going off of what I'm hearing um, from other franchisees, we're we're definitely ahead of the ahead of the pack. So. Um, I attribute uh, the majority of that to our uh, of our success through this to being able to quote without rolling a truck. And how's that? What's that doing for your efficiency of your staff? Um, are you finding it to be a little bit more efficient um, because it's both sales are down, but then what are we doing with the food we have, right? And are you seeing anything any impacts there? Absolutely. We when we roll a truck right now, we do give the option to the customer to roll a truck. Um, we charge $35, and we do occasionally not sell a job, um, so it's not 100%, but right now it's about 90%. Yeah. If we roll a truck, we've sold the job, um, and that's including the pre-sold jobs that bid clips, you know, we put those on to get the final um, go sizes, um, but, you know, about 90%, and versus before before bid clips, we were rolling a truck to everything, and our um, closing ratio was about 35 percent um which you know was not good so that's a definitely, huge difference right yeah well, so our product our technician um productivity is through the roof um that's awesome so yeah, you how get, many employees do you guys have um total employees 28 wow yeah, they're big That's operation. a lot. You guys are big, big, big operation. Yeah, and he's only yeah, uh, and David, you're only you're only you're going to be 35 here at the end of the month. So, you know, for those listening and stuff, like you know, I mean, you're kind of in the middle of our career. I hope maybe maybe hope it's hope it's later, but with this happening, um, and I want to you know cap that off. But I want to ask you. So, are you you know you've been through the recession? That's how you got over to Atlanta. You're going through COVID now. What do you see in your gut? What do you, how do you feel it's going to shift our industry again? Because things changed then, things are going to change mm -hmm. now. How do you see the shifting landscape looking forward now past this pandemic? I, I feel that uh, not just in this industry, but in, in many industries, that people, homeowners aren't going to want a bunch of strangers coming in their house. I, I see that people getting online quotes is going to be the, the norm, the new norm. Right. Or have, um, having the techs out as yeah, once, few once they've decided to do the job. Right. I mean, and as technology um, improves, people will, will, you know, jump on this even more. Mm -hmm. Well, you know that I'm biased well, on the big close platform and, oh, sorry, Mickey, just, uh, just, I was just going to ask though real quick on this vein, Megan, the marketing background, um, what advantages do you see um, to separating yourself for online quoting? How has Big Clips helped you guys? Um, how are you using it? And how are you kind of telling the story we just talked about in the program from a marketing perspective? What tools does it provide? Well, so we started working with Big Clips in January, and we noticed even then, like, so we've been around for a long time, like, what, 30? Since the 80s. Been, yeah, over 30 years. Um, a lot of our customers were, were hesitant at first about you know, getting their quotes from their phone and their email. Um, and like David said, we were just rolling trucks before. So that's what they were expecting. Um, but when this has happened, it's been um, 
it's been very helpful to get online on social media and emails and reach out to our customers to be able to show them that this is our way to do our part and make them feel safe and keep them healthy by being able to offer them the virtual quote. And we have heard that multiple times from customers um, who do give us a review or, or tell us personally, um, thank you, you know, thank you for being able to just tell me on the phone and text it to me. And then so-and-so came out just to install, I didn't even see them, you know, and they're not upset about that because they're trying to stay safe and healthy right now. Everyone's trying to stay home and just do their part. Um, so hopefully this, you know, goes away soon. But um, that's the most important thing we're doing on the marketing side is just trying to make sure our customers know that we're doing everything possible for our employees to stay um, healthy and clean. And, and we just go through explaining to them that they're washing their hands, you know, they're wearing their gloves, they're wearing their masks, they're wearing their booties when they do have to come in and um, install or if they have to come in and measure first. Right. Another thing that the customers um, appreciate is that they, they go ahead and pay. They don't have to interact with the technician. They're not touching their, you know, their tablet or right. handing the credit card over or whatever. So there's a lot less, you know, interaction now. Um, people which people actually like. Yeah, people like it. You know, at first, from me, um, at first I thought, you know, some people aren't going to like this. They're going to want that personal interaction. But really... You know, those people are few and far between. Yeah. And they're, you know, well, it may sound terrible, but they're they're going away. I mean, those people are not going to be around. Um, it's the new generation that we're yeah. going to be selling to. Well, it's it's yeah, it's 2020, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's safe to say that most people are just on their phone and they're sitting right. there and they mm -hmm. don't. And you call and what do we do? We click the ignore button and then we text yeah. you back. Mm -hmm. Like that happens all day every day they would rather you text them I mean for me personally at home I would love to just email all day than get on calls because I'm busy and it's mm -hmm. easier for me to task. and it but it doesn't take away um you know like our the customer service side of it like our ISRs are still very professional and super friendly if you read what they say back and forth it's just it's over messages um, and they do still call we we call all of our customers but I just think that it's not only easier, but right now for our customers, it makes them feel very safe, which is which is what we want. Um, we want to, you know, keep having the jobs come in, um, even if we're not installing right now. We have customers paying their deposit, and we have a list of customers that are not scheduled yet because they don't want us to come out. But they were totally okay with um, going ahead and and paying their deposit. Well, and I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, we offer. Mickey, uh, Mickey set up a lot of Atlanta stuff, actually. And, um, you know, one thing Atlanta does for everybody listening is that, you know, when we're messaging customers with vid clips, it's we're using it inside of their website. So it's also not sketchy to be texting some technician your information to their phone number, because that's that's always a concern that especially our demographic, you know, late 30s women. We don't want them just texting people, right? So they can use our, your website with BidClips to just be communicating and to book jobs and pay for them. So Atlanta's done a great job of embracing the messaging. They've done a great job of presenting their bids with pictures and, and, and GIFs and everything to just try to separate everything. Because you have a guy down the street sends an email with just a number, right? With theirs, you can communicate, you can book, you can pay. And this isn't a plug for BidClips. It's just truly watching them uh, dominate has been awesome for us. It's been very uplifting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, working with your guys' shop um, as much as I have to do, you know, some of the user trainings and teaching 
um, some of your employees how to use bid clips. I mean, the way that you guys use it, I think is, is how uh, I mean, it's designed to be used. And some of the great features that I think that you guys really are utilizing um, are uh, the follow-ups. It seems like that's, that's helping a lot, not just the automated follow-ups, but um, your team setting themselves tasks and then you know, going in the next day and seeing their all their tasks for that day that they need to follow up with these customers, sending the customers messages or phone calls, being able to, you know, put in the notes that that they had given them a phone call and left a message or whatever it whatever it is. I mean, I think that's that's a really a really big one, especially for your guys's company. Um, that is that is great. Yeah, we have. Um, we have changed that um, follow-up process a dozen or, or more times. Um, mm -hmm. We've played with it, and we're continuing to play with it, um, along with the messages. We've tweaked the messages. And basically, you know, and this is a, you know, um, shout-out to Michelle, our, our sales manager. We've basically given her free reign to kind of dial that in to what's working. Mm -hmm. If it's, you know, if she thinks this is we we try it, we try things, it works, it doesn't, we'll go back to the old way or we'll change it to the new way. Um, so that's the, one of the beauties of it is it's fully flexible and you can, you can customize it to however you want. Megan said earlier that the, the, at, at the first it was the customers were hesitant mm -hmm. and that's true. But I think that the majority of their hesitancy came from, our office not being confident mm -hmm. with it. Once our girls got confident on the phone selling the um, the online um, free estimate, that that went away. It, it wasn't the customers; it was just us not wanting change. Is what it what it boiled down to. Well, and one thing that's important: you guys have been in business since 1962, I think, right? I mean, how long has it? No, not that long. That was Seattle. How long has Atlanta been around? I think it's been like Early a little 80s. over 30 years. Yeah. And so you have a lot of repeat business. And one thing that drives me crazy as a consultant in our industry is when people are like, well, we have a bunch of repeat business. Well, if you're not, I don't, I don't know if you ever, if you haven't been married and you're listening to this topic, you have to earn our way every day with our customers. Don't just assume they're always going to come back. And now you have customers calling back that have been calling you. It's important to give them a digital experience that reminds them of everything they've had before. Um, you know, one thing that we're working with of you guys is you know showing before and after pictures, showing um, little gifs of different styles. There's so much you can still do. And for everyone listening, you know, these guys care about their customer. The other day, Megan said to me, and I loved it. She was like, "Our rating was uh, you know come down to like 4.7 or 4.6," and I was really bummed about it. Well, that's awesome because if we don't care about what customers are rating us and in your shop settings, you guys should put your, your Google review right there and a couple of testimonials. So customers see that on every single bid. And the other thing too, is that once they had it, all of this set up, it just, it happens every time now. You don't have to worry. Every bid that is sent by David or Megan or, or Maribel or Michelle, it's going to have the same presentation. So that consistency, I think is one has been really cool to watch of you guys. And I just really appreciate you leading all of us through this time because we can get all you know scared and petrified but you guys have just taken it by the horns and said we are going to to get ahead um in this and so hats off to you for that um what else uh have you guys seen so so for my as we recap I'm, you know the industry is changing people are 
you know, we're learning that maybe our perception isn't always truth, right? So you're finding there's different truths out there in the market. Thirdly, obviously it's a tool. You have to use the tool. You have to take the time to set it up. You don't just buy it and it just does your business for you, but it's a tool to make things more efficient. And then um, lastly, as we move forward, what are some of the improvements? What are your goals getting through this? Um, are there any numbers you want to share with us or data um, of, of, that you've seen improve? Basically, how, as you guys are looking forward, what are some things you're hoping to have happen here in the next year? Well, we were, um, we budgeted for $5 million a year um, with three ISRs. Um, I don't think that that would have, that, that, um, would be possible without some sort of program such as bid clips that allows, um, those three ISRs to not be on the phone all day. Mm -hmm. It's so much faster to send a message, um, than it is to make a phone call, you know, listen to everything. It's back and forth. You can communicate with however many people your mind can, um, can think about at the same time. I mean, everybody's different, but I've seen Michelle communicating with, you know, 30, 40 people in a day that going back and forth and it's just, you know, and she didn't have to pick up the phone, you know? So, um, I think that, you know, that speaks volumes to what this can do, you know, 5 million with three people is, yeah. you know, pretty impressive. Yeah. And, and uh, we were, we were we are, on track to doing yeah, and the ROI on the program for the people listening, it's we, you know, I know at the big clip side, they've made it very affordable, so that you're able to, to, to get the, the to drive the profit into your pockets, and that that's nice because a lot of the sales enablement are twenty, thirty thousand a month, and we've made ours extremely affordable for the. the so if you're interested, obviously go to bigclips.com, check it out, and uh, and so, yeah, I really I really appreciate that. That's a really cool insight. All right. Well, I wish we could have uh, met you guys in a real studio with real audio and not by phone and Zoom. So I hope as we look back on this podcast in years to come, um, it reminds us of the pandemic, but that we remember that that was a time we retooled, we got efficient, we we built deeper into our culture, um, into our marriages. And, you know, you can either sit and let life happen to you or you can go make life happen. Um, David and Megan, you guys have have been a great example to us um, and to so many people like Glass Doctor, but also just the open market that, you know, we need your story to be, to be leading the way. So um, I firmly believe we will get through this. If you're listening to this podcast, again, check out bigclips.com, check out Today in Trades. Our episodes are on um, YouTube as well, if you want to see everybody. Um, Mickey, I appreciate you so much. I'm excited for next week's episode. So stay tuned, everybody, and uh, have a wonderful day. Again, thank you, Big Clips, for making this happen. And thank you, um, Megan and David, for coming on this week. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, all right. Thank you, everybody. Have a great week. <laughs>